Alright, but first things first, before we get into any part of this episode, is, uh, let's see, when was my last podcast? Give me a second. March 14th, so I mean, I guess, so what is that, March 14th, March 21st, March 28th? Give or take three, three and a half weeks since I made a podcast, and see, really, I had, I had like three things lined up, and they had even been recorded, but they were supposed to be going on YouTube as podcasts, and I'm not going to stop trying YouTube, and even then, this one might go on YouTube as well, but I just, like, couldn't figure it out, like, like, I was trying to find, I was trying to put things on YouTube, I was trying to figure out exactly how to do it, and then it just, things became, became too late to just, to even just try, try to release and so it just kind of maybe even came irrelevant at times. Not at times, just maybe kind of did. And so really, really, the reason why I've been gone is because I've been trying to find, I've been trying to figure out how to put my content podcast on YouTube. And it just, I, it, but, but that, all right, let, let's, let's hop in, let's hop into this episode. That That is the reason why I have been missing for a bit. Just because I was trying, I was testing out YouTube again, and it just wasn't, I, I, I'm still trying to figure it out, and I just didn't make, I, I didn't make the, see, the problem was I made the, I made the content on, like, other sources, like, other than Anchor, which is what I use to make these podcasts, and, and so I, I didn't have the clips just saved on Anchor already, so I could just settle for turning it over and making it a podcast, and so it kind of, so it kind of, I didn't find it, I didn't want to re-record everything again, but anyway, so that, that's why I've been gone, but we're back now. Hey guys, what is up, and welcome back to the show. Now today, I don't, there's not really going to be a focus on the episode, we'll obviously talk for a bit about the national championship yesterday. We'll talk for a bit about the just I don't know it's 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 gonna be a lot of basketball, but we'll we'll find out we'll find out exactly along the way what's going on. Hold on, I'm taking off my microphone. Okay, but anyway, so the first first things first is let's just I just want to get into a couple of like I want to get into a couple of recent updates that have happened. So Jabari Smith, obviously been at Auburn, the best player is a projected top 10 pick. He could no, he could go number one, um, has declared for the NBA draft. He's going to forego his remaining eligibility and he is not going to, he's not going to be going to be staying. Um, Oscar Shibway, obviously, you know who he is, uh, Kentucky forward, which is the other thing that we'll get into a little bit about St. Peter's in this episode too. Um, but what makes you like, not only is Kentucky as good as they were, they were a two seed coming into the tournament and they had the, they had the player of the year on their team. Not just really any player of the year. Oscar Shibway was getting like 16 points and like 15 rebounds a game. And he, and he really could just, I don't know. I don't know what's the right word for it, but he could really just do anything he wanted. Down low, he could block shots. He, he he would grab a rebound before anyone else could. One of the 
premier rebounders this past season. Um, and so it really makes you wonder. I really think well, I, I, Kentucky winning one of my, a couple of my brackets, and I know a lot of people, you might have had them too. Because I just think even as a two seed, they had the, they had the potential they had the potential to do to, to really just do that. Um, and Shaheen Holloway, so remember, he went, he goes to Seton Hall. He was making $300,000 after the Elite Eight run at St. Peter's or like during that. And then now it's going to be a big jump up to Seton Hall, which I think is his alma mater, to $2.4 million. After I believe he said he wasn't going to go anywhere, but I don't really know. I, I mean... I wouldn't, I mean, he said it, but I think he said it, but I wouldn't really hold him to that. I mean, after making the Elite Eight this year, that I really would think that he, he's going to get offers elsewhere. And if it is true that it is his alma mater, I think that he's he's, he's going to accept that job. But but also on that note as well, multiple multiple players, like I think it was like Eddard, uh, is that one of their names? Um... It was Edert, it would Edert Banks and Lee. They they're all set. They're all set to enter the transfer portal. And obviously the three three main men of of the run, Doug Edert, Daryl Banks, Matthew Lee. Um they they were they were the guys that really obviously it was a whole total team effort, but they were obviously the guy um to guys to help them go to the Elite Eight. And this comes only less than a week after Sheen Holloway decided that he was going to leave. And yes, it is his alma mater, Seton Hall. I did clarify that. So, so, yeah, so, so they're going, they're heading over, well, we don't know where they're going yet, but they, but they've entered a transfer portal. They're all going somewhere. Um, and so really that, that, those are going to be the updates for right now. Um, and we'll jump into the bulk of this episode. Maybe we'll recap March Madness. Maybe we will, maybe we will talk about St. Peter's a little bit more in their run. I don't know. We'll figure it out all today on this episode. I, I okay. So I want to start off this episode. I want to I want to start off by talking about this really pathetic Los Angeles Lakers basketball team. They currently sit at what? What are they? I don't even know. Thirty-one and forty-seven. Are they even in the playing game right now? I'm not even sure they're in the playing game. All right, hold on. Let's see, let's see. Pulling up the standings, so. Oh, wow, nice. The Heat have clinched. All right, whatever. Anyways, anyways, okay. The Lakers currently sit 31-47. and 47. They are 11th in the Western Conference and are one in our... Uh... Hold on, I'm sorry. They're two games out of the plan two games out of the plane and they are the last team so they are so close to the brink of elimination they're 31 and 47 the sacramento kings two and a half games behind them are 29 and 50 and the kings are eliminated from the playoffs the kings are eliminated from the playoffs and so is everyone below them the kings the the, the blazers the the Thunder and the Rockets, they're all four limited from the playoffs. 12 through 15 in the Western Conference is all gone. And and so so for the Lakers, they're 31 and 47 and are only two and a half games ahead of elimination. So does that mean that if this team loses two more games, their season is over, I believe. 
And really, I think you can shuffle some of the blame over to LeBron. That's just my opinion. That's my opinion because I think with him being the 30-point-a-game guy, like second all-time in points, he's got the multiple championships, he's an MVP, he's considered by some people to be, be the GOAT. He's my, like, number two, number three guy, but he's by some people to be considered the GOAT. And so, and so you can kind of shuffle the blame back to him a little bit on his leadership. And so you don't, I, I'm, I don't really know for sure. I'm not really, like, inside of that. But you really just wonder. And their schedule does not get easier from here. Wait, okay, wait, 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 wait. They only have four more games left. That's something I should have mentioned at the beginning. There's only four more games in the regular season. I totally forgot about that. Anyway, that it's this close to ending. They're like 78 games in. And so they only have four games left. And that is, and they do not have an easy schedule. They have the, the Lakers. Or the Lakers have the Lakers. They have the Suns in Phoenix. The Suns are 62 and 60. Um, then they have at the Warriors who are 50 and 29. And are, I think are getting things back on track. And then they have the Thunder at home, which is a game that they should win. Then they have to go to Denver to play the 47 and 32 Nuggets. And those are three teams who are going to make the playoffs. Those are three teams. Three of those four teams are teams that are going to make the playoffs. The, Phoenix, the Suns have clinched first in the West. And then the, the Warriors are guaranteed in. And the Nuggets are pretty much like 99% in. Um, the only team that's not going to get in from there is uh, the, the, the Thunder. And so... This team really has been an abomination, I would say. And there's really no way around that. It's just been bad. I mean, they brought in Russell Westbrook to hopefully do some good things. And usually he's able to do more good things than bad. But I don't even think this year it's been even. Like, it's not really been... like. He turns the ball over way too much, and he's and he's donned the name Russell Westbrook for, I mean, it used to be kind of a joke, I mean, it used to be kind of a thing, but now it's like, it's like in, it's like in full effect, and, but this has to be the most disappointing season, and now I'll say it, I'll say it from the beginning, I did not, I did not think, I know a lot of people did. I did not think that this team was going to win the Western Conference and be like, oh, this whole, like, big dynasty thing coming. I did not think that they were that at all. That's not what I thought at all of them. I thought that, but I thought that they were definitely top five Western Conference. They were going to have a decent run in the, in the playoffs, have a decent chance at, like, Western Conference finals and a slight chance at making the finals. Um... And, but still, it has to be the most disappointing based off their roster, too. Anthony Davis, LeBron James, Russell Westbrook. And they have a few good pieces around them. So you really wonder, do, do they move on from Frank Vogel? Because Frank Vogel's the guy, right? Um, uh, right. He's their coach, um, I believe. And so do they move on from Vogel? Because is it him or is it the players? I would consider it both. Because I feel like if he's got this good, of, this good of a roster, like talent-wise, it doesn't seem like they're performing. They're, they're performing like that, but talent-wise, they should be a very good team and a team that's easy to to like change and make better and sculpt to to 
based off of what's going on. So I think it, I think it could be both of them. Um, and but I don't see them even making the playoffs anymore because they've got to win these last four games, and and then they got to win games in the playing tournament. So that's this is just something I wanted to mention. It's it's just kind of the most disappointing thing. And I remember going go back to earlier. I think it was like Kendrick Perkins on Get Up. He was saying that maybe they should consider shutting down LeBron James for the rest of the season. And looking back, might not have been the worst idea. And I think he's had recently like some issues, I think. And so you wonder, should they just shut him down so they can move on to next season? Because even then, like even when they were still in the playing game, they weren't winning as often as they were. They were losing as more often as often if not more often than they were winning and so it was an interesting thought and so but I feel like it's an interesting thought and it really just depends on who you who you ask about that because like if you're a Lakers if you're a Lakers player or Lakers staff you're like if we still have any chance at all to make the playoffs we want LeBron James playing in that but for from like a fan's perspective, like a Lakers fan or just a general fan's perspective, it's more like maybe like this this team just isn't looking very good. It's LeBron is doing the best he can. He's averaging like 30 points a night, but we're still losing all the time. So it it kind of is a toss up. It's something that could go either way, but you just it's it's an interesting topic to think about and I'm kind of happy you said that like about a month ago or so um especially since at that point they were they'd already started losing a good amount and they, there was some stat they were only favored in like two of their like final like 20-ish games or something and now you wonder do they start preparing for next season because I don't think they're making the playing game at all because I don't see them the way they've been playing I don't see them beating the Suns the Warriors and the Nuggets but that's just that's all I'm gonna say about this Lakers team it's been a complete disappointment no I did not expect them to win the West but I expect them to easily make it into the playoffs especially based off of roster talent and I'm just there there's really is no excuse for why they could they weren't able to put it together um but move on to next year all right so obviously I cannot go I cannot go this whole entire episode without talking about the Kansas and North Carolina 72-69 classic of a national championship game. Kansas is going to win this game by three after being down 16 and by 15 at halftime and outscoring North Carolina by 18 in the second half alone. It's called the Great Kansas Comeback now, and it's going to be uh, in the history books, and it's going to be that way forever. Um, the, that 20-minute stretch of Kansas basketball and how they were able to pull it together and come back and get it done. And so if I, and honestly, I know North Carolina was on the their run of the season because um, they, they made it to this championship game. They didn't even win 30 games, finished with 10 losses. But Kansas, if there was any one seed that I thought had the opportunity to win the whole entire thing, it was... Kansas because Gonzaga I know that they were the number one overall seed um but I I didn't really think that they should I thought I thought out of all the one seeds who was the fourth one seed because I know it was Gonzaga it was Kansas it was Baylor but who was the fourth one seed but whoever that fourth one seed was I think that Kansas should have been 
And now you might be like, oh, Preston, you're just saying that now. Kansas won the national championship, so you want to see him right. No, I think that Kansas should have been the one seed for the beginning because I don't even like that Gonzaga got a one seed in the first place. I know that they're really good, but resume-wise, and I know they had a few good wins, but I just think conference-wise in general, Kansas coming out of the Big 12, and but Gonzaga coming out of the West Coast Conference should really be a major factor. Um, but anyways, and so that's why I'm not even surprised that Gonzaga didn't even make it to the Final Four. Did I think Gonzaga was capable of making it to the Final Four? Yes. But am I surprised that they didn't? No. So, but Kansas wins the national championship. Um, and so it's going to be, I think it's the second national championship for Bill, for Bill Self. Um, and so David McCormick, he finished with 15 points, Abaji with 12, Christian Brown with 12, and Jalen Wilson with 15. And so, and so usually they rely a lot on Abaji, who's their best player, but they were able to get a lot of balanced scoring today. And so it really, it really kind of, I feel like puts North Carolina on their heels, no pun intended, like seriously, like you, they're, they're already going to have to focus on McCormick. They're already going to have to focus on Abaji. But now they got these other guys who are stepping up and playing well. They can't. They they kind of have to center their defense around everyone instead of just a couple of players. And so uh, they had that going for them. But really, also the uh, there's two more important things that Kansas did a really really good job of. Both both on the defensive end. So they did a really good job of containing Armando Baycott to three of thirteen scoring. I think that's what he was, and. And Bill Self, they they went into the locker room. They calmed them down. He fired them back up again, and 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 used and used that time to really get them going again. They gave up forty points in the first half, twenty nine in the second half. They did. They they came out with the right adjustments, and they kept and they kept uh, and they kept. They didn't allow they didn't allow UNC to do everything that they wanted to. Also, something else that you that you would notice too that how do you how do you pronounce I forget I forget his name like Harris Jr. Though is it I think it's Dejon. Um, don't please don't rip me if I'm wrong. Um, they he put a lot of pressure on R.J. Davis so that they would already be pressured and face some adversity early on and. And they were doing, they were just doing everything. They just came out with more intensity, which is really what I think led to just the the 29, 29 points in the second half. And so it really turns in to an all-around, obviously you need an all-around team effort to win the national championship, but really that's what, I think that's what it took, just the defense in the second half, because they knew that giving up 40 points to a team as good as UNC, at least as of right now, it was going to be fatal. Um, in the second half, obviously they would need to score, but but anyways, and see. So also for North Carolina, just some thoughts about them this season. They had a lot of good athletes on their team and a lot of players, and they had a player at every position that could do anything that Hubert Davis needed them to do. And they really took that challenge in back half of the season. They did a really good job of it, and going into the postseason, like they did a very very good job of of really. They they were the hot. I think that they were the hottest team in the tournament. They were the hottest team in the tournament. They came in as an eight seed. They were winning by a bunch against Baylor until Brady Mandic got ejected, and they they just they just looked 
really, really good. I mean, I feel like in an eight nine seed game, you don't just beat the nine seed by thirty two points for no reason. So I just think that they they were the hottest team in college basketball. And honestly, if I were a UNC fan, I know we lost the national championship by three points after being up by sixteen. So when you know you had it in your grasp, it makes it even worse. But but you also know at the end of the day, you you lost to Duke at home or at in your home score in the in the Dean Dome. But but then you came out, you spoiled Coach K's uh, farewell tour in Cameron by beating them by ten plus points, and then you beat him in his final, what turns out to be his final game in the Final Four, and making it to the national championship as an eight seed. So really, I'd call it a relatively successful season. So what if I don't know who's seniors on this team, but if they're able to get everyone back, there's no reason why they shouldn't be able to win champion the championship and come back to the final four next year. Um, and there's something else I was gonna mention. I just, you know, I let's see. So it was, eh, whatever. But <laughs> it comes back to me. We'll find out. But but like I said, but then also like now, Bill Self said group effort and so Kansas comes out on top in what was a really instant classic of a national championship game and that's really what you always hoped that they would be last year I don't think it was as much but the 2019 year with UVA it was a very good game I don't really remember 2018 wasn't that like I think 2018 was like Villanova in Michigan that's a tournament year that I will forget forever um but also they also put out that one shining moment from this year and even without UVA in it that was this I mean it always is good but this year's was a pretty good uh all uh one shining moment and so really we'll just end it on that Kansas wins the national championship and they go home with that piece of hardware that everyone wants in the NCAA tournament um and let's find out if there's anything else on this episode if not you'll find out Literally two seconds, but anyways, moving on. So I think that's really going to do it for this episode. Um, but let's just touch for a second right before we ended off about St. Peter's. I know that their best three players are leaving now. Shaheen Holloway is going back home to Seton Hall. But this was a historical year for 15 seats or for them. So you had Oral Roberts make the Sweet 16 last year, but they couldn't get over that hump. It's still a great run for them. Uh, but this year you had St. Peter's take it one step farther and make it to the Elite Eight. And even though they lost in that Elite Eight game, it wasn't even close, but they were playing the hot UNC team. They 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 didn't stop fighting. They were pretty even in the second half. But that's, that's just something I want to touch on. Like, they come out... They come out. They got nothing to lose against Kentucky. They got the, the Wooden Award uh, player on their team, and it's just one of the best teams in the country, top ten ranked. And they come out there, they guns blazing, and they beat them. Then they go on to Murray State in the second round. Then it's like, huh, if we could beat the two seed, why can't we beat the seven seed? And not only that, they have to have a whole, whole wave of confidence. And then they go out there. Yeah, we beat Murray State. We beat him by 10, too. Regulation, no overtime needed like we did against Kentucky. Now it's a sweet 16. We, 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 we beat a two seed. We beat a seven seed. Why not this three seed Purdue now? They go out there. They walk out on that court. They beat 
They beat Purdue. Regulation, no overtime needed. Knocked down some big free throws down the stretch. Acted like they'd been there before when they had not. Which is something something else that's like really crazy to think about. They had not been there before. They were able to go out there, face a lot of adversity, hit some big shots down the stretch, hit free throws. Yeah, we won. We won. Now it's on to the Elite Eight. But then they kind of just ran into a wall. The run was going to come to an end. It just felt like even after only like 10 minutes. But they didn't go down swinging. They fought throughout the whole entire game. Were pretty even with Carolina in the second half, but really just didn't have real estate. And UNC was too far ahead. But, yeah, St. Peter's, Elite Eight squad this year. Uh, it doesn't seem like they, they got some rebuilding to do now, but they could be back in the future. You just never know. But anyways, that's going to do it for this episode. I'm Preston Green. I'll see you next time on Fast. Oh, I just can't believe I just did that. Now I'm going to have to restart. No, JK. Um, this is All Eyes on Sports. I'm Preston Green, and I will see you in the next episode. Expect a top 10 mock draft coming soon like I did last year. Um, but anyways, that's going to do it for this episode, and I'll talk to you next time on the show.